This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's uh, spend some time in prayer, okay? Lord God, we ask that you come to us no matter who we are now, and that we would ponder on what happened on that first Christmas. Lord God, we come to you now and we pray and we pray that that your kingdom come and your will be done in us as in heaven. Lord God, tonight we ask that you would lead us to praise you for coming not only into the world, but for coming into our hearts. Pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. So on this Christmas Eve of 2019, what I'd ask you to do is think to Christmases past, okay? Think of Christmases before this year and some of the memorable gifts that you have received, right? Just a a memorable gift or two. I remember one year, I got a train locomotive and it blew its whistle and smoke came out of the stack, right? I was one bad five-year-old, my train. And then I remember the year I got a pinball machine, all right? Except erase that picture from your mind because it was a whole lore like this one instead of those up there, you know? I was one so sad, disappointed adolescent, right? So right there are different kinds of gifts. Uh, There are some not-so-good gifts. There are gifts that we need, gifts that we want, and then every now and then, we get a gift that is better than what we had hoped for. Today, I want to share one of those gifts with you. And, And to do so, what we need to do is unwrap history and go back to the time when this whole Christmas thing really began, okay? And so it was in a place and in a time, if you can picture it, that there was political corruption, all right? It was in a place and in a time where people were posturing, where there was this struggle for power and prestige. And so the scripture says, in those days, in times like that, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. You see, Christmas is a historical fact. 
in a specific time, in a specific place, to a specific woman, was born a specific one-of-a-kind baby who was born into all of that corruption, all of that darkness, all of that frustration, all of that animosity, all that struggle to bring hope. Now, I don't know what your year was like, but I'll be honest, mine was really good. I was blessed, blessed like crazy. In fact, I I was so blessed that that one of the things I literally had to fight against was the sin of entitlement, right? That that I deserve blessings because they just kept on coming. So certainly there's going to be this blessing. And, you know, the, the sin of entitlement wasn't my only struggle either. There were, unfortunately, plenty of other sins, even though I was blessed greatly. There, there were plenty of difficulties, too. You know, Scripture tells us that the wages of sin is death. And this year, my mom got the ending date on her headstone. Christmas. In our lives, right? You see, Jesus didn't come into a glorious world, to live a life of luxury there in the Middle East and and take a vacation on the Mediterranean. Jesus didn't come into an okay world to spread some good cheer around. Jesus came into a hurting and suffering and dying world of darkness to bring hope. Okay? And so into that messy world with first world, third world, and real world problems, Jesus came to bring hope. Here are the first who heard of it from Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, and lying in a manger. So that the angel appears to shepherds. Okay, shepherds were not the elite. Okay? They didn't have initials before or after their name. The, the shepherds were common and ordinary people at best. At best, it, in fact, if, if we're just going to be honest about it, if one of those shepherds were here tonight, if just one of those shepherds were here, no matter where they sat, we'd all be able to tell because they were smelly, right? They were smelly. They, they lived outside. They were with the animals all the time. They were outcasts. And to our way of thinking, for sure, they were homeless. No one would have gone to those shepherds and said, hey, can you give me your opinion on social justice issues? No one would have gone to them and said, hey, can you write a paper on some theological statement or idea? 
No one would have even gone to them and said, hey, can you give me some Christmas ideas for my boss? He's a little cranky, but, you know, I want to get him something. No, for those shepherds on that first Christmas night, as they gathered around a, a fire, they were just hoping for some good conversation, maybe some good snacks, maybe a, a shooting star. One thing for sure, as the shepherds were there that first Christmas night, they didn't want anything out of the ordinary to happen because to that point, when anything out of the ordinary happened, what that meant was predators were attacking their sheep and they were going to have to go out and fight off these wild animals face to face. Now, for the shepherds on that first Christmas night, they were just hoping for a silent night. How about you? What are you hoping for? Maybe some of us here, we're, we're hoping for an Alexa tonight. Maybe a, a, an Instant Pot or a, an air fryer, you know. Maybe some really nice clothes, a nice sweater, you know, a, a pair of pants, a, you know, a dress. You know, and some of the kids here are going, no, 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 don't go there. Don't go there, you know. Games, you know, toys, Legos, My Little Pony, you know. Uh, remote control car, Kindles, you know. Kindle Fire, Nintendo Switch, something like that. And, and, and some of us dads are going, no, not that either. You know, how about, you know, some tools or some weights, some, some athletic equipment. And, and some of the teenagers are going, oh, man, you're just nuts. Now, you know, how about a, an iPhone or a, a computer or, or maybe just some bank from grandma and grandpa, right? And for some of us, while we're sitting here worshiping right now or worshiping online as well, what we're hoping for is that by the time we get home, Amazon has made that last minute delivery, right? Because we're sweating it out here. We need that thing. Yeah. And, and for some of us, what we're hoping for, right? What we're hoping for is that we have the right size batteries at home and that we've got enough of them. For others of us, as we gather here today, what we're, we're hoping for is that family arrives safely, that my spouse will pay attention to me, and that everybody will just put down their phone and engage and experience one another tonight. For some of us, this last year has been really tough. It's been, been hectic. And, and maybe for some of us, it's just this, these last couple of weeks that have been really hard. But for us, we're just hoping for a silent night. But what if, what if you got more than what you hoped for? See, that's what happened to the shepherds back in Luke chapter two. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. 
you will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Okay, so the announcement of the delivery wasn't by UPS or, or FedEx or Amazon knocking on the door or ringing the doorbell. It wasn't a, a text alert or an email message saying your package has arrived. It was from an angel, right? It, it's from an angel. An angel announces it. Because it's a, an angel, it's not like the angel goes, there's a box there, right? No, the angel tells us about this gift. This gift is the Messiah, the Savior. The, the angel gives us a heads up. And the angel tells us that this Messiah, the Savior, is going to be in a manger. And if that's not enough for you, the baby's going to be in the manger wrapped in strips of cloth. Right? Kind of sounds like some of my wrapping jobs, right? You need an extra strip here. The angel announces the Messiah has come. The Savior has come. The angel announces hope is here. For those shepherds on that first Christmas night, they knew about the concept of hope. For them, hope was you know, wishful thinking, optimism for a, a brighter and, and better future. And, and for the shepherds on that first Christmas night, they were pretty sure they didn't have any of that that they didn't have any hope, that they were hopeless. And I know that for some of us here and worshiping online, that's where we find ourselves today. For some of us, we, we did something in the past and we have this regret and this guilt and this shame and, and we just can't shake it. Its grip is always there. For some of us, it's not what we've done, but it's what's been done to us. And we feel like we're in this prison with a, a lifetime sentence and there's no getting out. For others of us, as, as we gather here, there's that, that conflict, that disappointment, that discouragement, that grief, that, that sense of, of being overwhelmed. We've got financial things, and, and it, it just seems hopeless. But recall that angelic announcement, right? The angel says, I've got good news. It's going to cause great joy. Okay. Great joy, not just for a few people. Not just for some people. Not just for most people, but for all people. And that included those outcasts, the shepherds. That includes the broken you. The I'm trying you. The I'm running away you. That includes you who are maybe hearing this message of Jesus for the very first time. It includes Jesus is the hope of all nations, of all people. And the scripture goes on. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, 
let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. You see, they, they couldn't just hear about the gift, right? They wanted to experience it. And so they went and, and they experienced the baby Jesus with their own eyes. But, but that wasn't enough either. They grabbed up Jesus. They grabbed up hope with their dirty hands. My granddaughter was here at our first service, brand new. Ah, you ain't touching her with dirty hands. Yeah, wash those things, respect, right? Jesus was picked up by those shepherds with their dirty hands because he came for people who have dirty hands, who have dirty mouths, who have dirty minds, who have dirty hearts. The shepherds picked up that baby, that hope, and they treasured him in their hearts because, because he was better than what they had hoped for. You see, this child that was born to Mary, he came to do what all the rules and the regulations and the traditions and the stipulations and the opinions and the judgments and, and all the charity runs and, and all the fundraisers and all the ringing of the bells and all the worshiping and all the praying and all the singing and all the wishful thinking could not do. He came to bring redemption and reconciliation, peace and unity with God. He came to bring unfailing love. He came to bring hope that's better than what we had ever hoped for. See, Jesus brings hope into every sin and into every situation because Jesus is the gift that's beyond what we had hoped for. You know, every Christmas Eve, well, it's one of my traditions. I, in my house, I go by the Christmas tree. It's dark everywhere, but the Christmas tree, Christmas tree has its lights on. And I just stand there and I think about what happened. That God Almighty, the one who created these universes and these galaxies that are light years and millions of light years away, and that, that he holds all of that vastness in the palm of his hand, that, that that God took on human flesh with tiny little hands and allowed himself to be placed into a large animal's feeding bowl. And as I'm thinking about that and, and what that must have been like and, and all that, I, I think about why he came. He came to be hung up on a tree, not as an ornament, but as an all-sufficient sacrifice and payment for my sins and your sins and the sins of the whole world. He came to bring hope that's better than we ever 
hope for. The bottom of our Christmas tree this year, there's an ornament uh, that, that spells out a, a really simple word, uh, but it's elegant and it's powerful. And that word is hope. That's the core of Christianity and Christmas. That Jesus brings hope. Even to those who have walked away from God. Maybe it was by misplaced priorities. Maybe it was because of doubt. Maybe because you decided to worship someone or, or something other than Jesus. But you know what? Nothing is beyond Jesus' reach of grace. And so even for those who've walked away, even for those who have run away, maybe it was anger. God, you didn't do what I wanted you to do when I wanted you to done. Jesus has prepared a way back to God. No questions asked. No questions asked. Because you see, Jesus is better than what we had hoped for. For those who are lonely and feeling unloved, for those who are overwhelmed with grief and, and struggles and illness, Jesus is here with an understanding heart and a listening ear and almighty power. He says to those of us in that scenario, I come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Because you see, Jesus is, is better than what we had hoped for. For those who are, are hearing about a Jesus for the first time, and you're going, I'm tracking with you, Bill, but man, nah, that's too good to be true. Okay? I get that. In fact, one of the things I've heard about the gospel is, is if you don't think it's too good to be true, then you probably haven't gotten it. To those who are maybe hearing it for the first time, and this is just great, and, and you just feel, I, I'm, I'm so I don't know what to do. I don't know what to offer. I just want you to know that Jesus extends his hands out, welcoming and accepting to the skeptic and to the timid. Because you see, Jesus is better, way better than what we had ever hoped for. For those who made it here, because you had to, because huh? if you didn't, it was going to be awkward later, right? And, and, and so, you know, you kind of came with, with crossed arms and all that, and you were just, just hoping for a good, you know, a few good songs and a, and a short message. Well, you, you know, you got part of it anyway, right? It came just good songs, good message, a little start to, to family time. But, but in all of this, Jesus introduced himself to you. How cool is that? How cool is that? Because you see, Jesus is better than what you had hoped for. For those of us who came empty, you know, and, 
And maybe it's empty because we've been trying and just trying and striving. It just, it just never gets there. It's just out of reach. For, for those of us who are maybe just struggling and trying, we've got this sin out there. We know it's, it's wrong. It's just, it just keeps calling us and we're defeated and, and we're, we're beat down and we're just empty. Jesus has come to give you life and life to the full. To the full. Because it's true, Jesus is better than what we had ever hoped for. See, hope is really the person of Jesus. Jesus is hope. So I have a question for you. On this Christmas Eve, no matter who you are, no matter what your background, I mean, maybe you've been going to church your whole life, or maybe this is your very first time, or maybe you're somewhere in between. Will you just, whoever you are, try Jesus? I'm not talking about speculating about Jesus or, or going off someone else's speculation. I'm, I'm not talking about going off your past, your past knowledge, your, your past faith. I'm asking, will you really, will you seek him? Really seek him. There are a bunch of ways you can do it. I'm just going to share a few with you, okay? I just encourage you, however you do it, seek him, Okay. You can seek him by, by coming to worship this coming Sunday as we're going to finish up this hope series. On January 5th at 11.45, we're going to have a luncheon. You're all invited. Let us know you're coming. Path to victory. Discover. Discover who Jesus is. On January 8th at 6.30, Pastor Ben is going to lead a, a group. Again, you're all invited. How to read your Bible. I, I know that there are a bunch of us, not just maybe who are hearing us for the first time, but a bunch of us who've been going to, to church for a long time, and we're just not really sure how to do that. Seek him. Seek him. And you know what? When, when you seek Jesus, this is what you're going to find. That just as God sought Mary, that just as God sought Joseph, that just as God sought those unnamed shepherds, that just as God sought me, that when you're seeking him, you're going to find that God has actually been seeking you all along because he's just that way, is Jesus is better than what we'd ever hoped for. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we ask that as we're worshiping with you today, that you'd pour in that hope into our hearts and into our lives. And that would just change everything. Lord, thank you for seeking us out 
So much so, you left the glories of heaven to come and be born in a manger to finally end up on a rugged tree to pay for our sins and then come out of the tomb because death ain't holding you because you're better than what we had hoped. And so, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would keep us mindful of your great love, your unfailing love, your grace, your mercy, your peace, and the hope that you offer us each and every day, in each and every way, in each and everything. We pray this and we worship you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.